0: Welcome to the Do Something Beautiful podcast. I am your host, Leah Darrow, and I share with you inspirational people who are truly doing something beautiful to make our world better. We are inspired by the words of St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta, who said, Do something beautiful for God. Do it with your life. Do it every day. Do it in your own way. But do it. All right. I am so excited to share this piece of news with you. You can now get my new book, The Other Side of Beauty. It is available. It's available right now between now and November 21st. If you pre-order the book, you will get some really fun freebies and some discount codes. So I'm really excited about that. The book is will be released November 21st. But once again, like I said, if you order it between now and before then, then you're going to get some great little discount codes and you're going to get a discussion guide that I wrote just for the book. And so that discussion guide is going to, I wrote it to after every single chapter, you can have questions that will help guide you through the book, go a little bit deeper. So it's perfect for like your book club or your Bible study or your women's group. You're also going to get the first three chapters of the book sent to you in a PDF format. So as soon as you pre-order the book, you will get that. So you can start reading before everybody else. And then you also get discount codes of some of my favorite fair trade stores, which you know I love. So the first one, you get 40% off at Starfish Project. I love my Starfish Project, as you probably know. I love them. They help exploited women in China. These women that are sexually exploited, they actually go into brothels and they bring women out. They bring them out. They get them therapy. They get them counseling. They get them education. They get them trade schools. They get them training in all different areas of fields of whatever their gifts and talents are and they become active, productive members of society, you know, regain their dignity. It's a beautiful process. So all proceeds of Starfish Project go to helping exploited women. You just can't get something better than that. And so they've teamed up with me with my launch of the book, Do Something Beautiful, and you get 40% off if you pre-order my book. Another company that has teamed up with me, I love them, Shea Yelene. They make beautiful, fair trade, shea butter products. So great lotions and body things, things you can put on your body and on your skin that's not going to harm you, not full of chemicals. And once again, they are helping people, especially in the area in the country of Ghana. Great things that they're doing, providing fair wages, great work with dignity to women there. So 20% off at Shea Yulin. You get all of this if you pre-order the book between now and before November 21st. So you can go ahead and grab your copy of The Other Side of Beauty, at a few different ways. You can go to Amazon and grab it right there. You can go to Leodaro.com, my website, and grab it there. Or you can go to the book's website, which is called theothersideofbeauty.com. So I'm really excited. I'm really excited about this book. I'm really excited about what God kind of had on my heart when he was just prompting me to write this. And so it's this book is for women. I wrote this book for women, kind of like target age age between the ages of like eighteen to forty, but you know there's a lot of give and take there, but i just I wrote it because I wanted to talk much more than I am able to talk when I give my witness talk about being on America's next top model and my life even before being on the show, and my life obviously after the show when I was a fashion model in New York, and really the lies that like that we as women are being told about our worth being tied to our appearance, and so I wanted to break that down and really invite us to look again at the real meaning of beauty because that's so important. So the idea is that I want to hopefully help through this book, help us reclaim this true and lasting type of beauty that we've been called to, the kind that does not depend on self-doubt or exploitation or even comparison, which are all just terribly, terribly horrible things that we we as women sometimes do. So I want to let go of that. And I really want to encourage people through the book is to reflect on God's glory and embrace our value as how he made us to be, which is strong, brave, and free. And I think that only when we learn to see ourselves as God does, we can really get behind that definition and we can leave behind our culture's definition and demands and really find the joy in the other side of beauty, the beauty that is about holiness and wholeness. So really excited about this book. I hope you are too. I'd love to hear your thoughts about it. You can leave reviews on Amazon as soon as the book launches. But if you get it before November 21st, you get all those great freebies. So if you're already planning on getting the book, please get it now because you get tons of free stuff with it. Discount codes. You get the discussion guide that I wrote for the book. So it's wonderful. It's a great way to add some beauty to your life. And then you can get together with some of your girlfriends, read it in your book club, your Bible study, your parish group, and go deeper into the other side of beauty. So really excited about that one. I'm also very excited to tell you that the Do Something Beautiful podcast is sponsored by Haiti 180. Once again, you know I love Haiti 180, and many of you through this podcast contributed to the building of the maternity ward that the nonprofit Haiti 180 is building as a part of their big medical clinic. So thank you if you are one of those people who raised over $26,000. We raised, you all donated $26,000, a little over $26,000 so that we can build the maternity ward for women in Haiti. Very, very proud of all of you for that. Wonderful work that Haiti 180 does. If you want to become more involved, very simple. Go to Haiti180.com and become a Team 180 member. I am personally a member. I am a Team 180 member. I encourage you to do the same. It really is something beautiful. We can give back to the world and do something beautiful for God. Becoming a Team 180 member means that you will give a monthly donation. So whatever denomination you want, $15 a month, or if you want to give more, I guess we'd allow it. (laughs) But Team 180 is a great way for you to put something good in your life to really give back on a monthly basis. So you can set it up as an automatic withdrawal in your account, and you can become a Team 180 member and really, really do something amazing and beautiful. So what you'd be doing is literally feeding the orphans, feeding the elderly, clothing them, providing medical help to them with all that Haiti 180 does. It is a nonprofit organization run by Sean Forrest. I have been there myself. I have seen it with my own eyes. I love this company. I stand behind it so incredibly happy that they are sponsoring this podcast, which just goes hand in hand with really doing something beautiful. So very happy to announce that we have a sponsor for the podcast, Haiti 180. And if you want to become involved, which I hope you do, and I really hope you do prayerfully consider this, become a Team 180 member and become a monthly donor and really help the people of Haiti and do something beautiful for God. All right. Welcome. Today, we are talking with Jenny McGee. Jenny is the founder of Starfish Project. You can get more information at starfishproject.com. Starfish Project, love, love this company. They are a nonprofit organization with a social enterprise that really cares for women coming out of human trafficking and exploitation. They have employed over 125 women and have served thousands others to their community outreach. Services. This is an amazing company. They make and sell beautiful jewelry, one of a kind. They're beautiful. They're fantastic. I, I wear the majority of the jewelry that I wear now is from Starfish Project. Uh, you'll probably see me in videos and on, on stage with something that they have made on me. I believe in this product so much. Number one, it's gorgeous jewelry. It's beautiful. It's elegant. It's really fun. On top of that, it does something, right? So if you go to their website, you can see a little bit more of what they do and you can hear actually stories of hope, like stories from actual women that they have, that they have rescued out of, you know, this human trafficking and exploitation. It's terrible. So the Starfish Project, it restores hope to women escaping human trafficking and exploitation in Asia. So they literally go in. Jenny talks about this. They walk into brothels in China and they pull women out. It's heroic. It's heroic. They provide life changing opportunities through their holistic care programs. Those holistic care programs, which I love, are one shelter. They provide a safe and stable place for women to live and their children. The second is that they provide counseling, the emotional stress that they've been under for so long, sometimes years and years and years. So they provide counseling as well. And then they also provide employment and education. So they, develop hope for the future through these critical schooling and vocational programs for these young women, and allow them to reignite that fire and that spirit within them, the gifts and talent that they've been given by God, and to be able to use those to do something beautiful in the world. So obviously, Starfish Project doing something beautiful in the world, hands down, one hundred percent. They just have a, They have a wonderful story. What they do to serve people, and one hundred percent of the proceeds from Starfish Project go back to helping restoring hope to exploited women. So, it's a win-win. It's one of those companies that you have no regret. There's no buyer's remorse when you buy something from Starfish Project because you know you are you are literally helping women get out of human trafficking. So, without further ado, I cannot wait for you to listen to Jenny. She is a sweetheart. She is so she's got a very peaceful spirit about her. She's very humble. I really enjoyed our conversation and what she has to say. She talks about specifically some women she obviously can't name names but she talks about some women that she's encountered and the stories there she's talked about what it's like when she walks into a brothel and what happens like and how she's able to get these women out it's fantastic i really was excited to do the interview so thankful that they said yes and i'm excited to share it with you so without further ado here is miss jenny mcgay Friends, welcome back to the podcast and welcome back to founder of Starfish Project, Jenny McGee. Jenny, thanks so much for being with us.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Leah. It's great to be here.
0: I am so excited to talk to you. I found out about you and the Starfish Project first from my friend, Lisa Cotter. Lisa... She is a public speaker and she was speaking at a conference called at the Focus Seek Conference. And there was like, there's like you know, 12,000 people in attendance. And every time she was on stage, she was wearing these amazing pieces of jewelry, these necklaces. And everyone on social media was going crazy during her talks. And I was like watching Lisa's Instagram and, and on Twitter. And they were like, Lisa, where'd you get your necklace? Where'd you get your necklace? And so throughout all her different talks, she gave three or four she had a different piece of jewelry on from the Starfish Project. And so people were asking about it. Lisa obviously was answering and letting them know where she got it from. And I just kind of thought, huh, Starfish Project, that's interesting. I hadn't heard about them before. So I went to take a look and I mean... You know, a key to my heart is people who are doing great things, especially for helping women in this world. And I love that right in the beginning of the Starfish Project, when you go to your website, it just says restoring hope to exploited women. And I was like, Oh, I mean, I don't know. You could have been selling mud and I've been like, I will buy it. I will buy it right now. But obviously, you don't do that. You sell some amazing, beautiful jewelry here at the Starfish Project. Can you? So for people who've who've never who've never had a chance to look into you and what goes on at the Starfish Project, because it's obviously, I mean, the jewelry is gorgeous. It is. It's, I have multiple pieces that I have purchased and I love. And right here, you say that it just restores hope to women escaping human trafficking and exploitation. I mean, it seems easy enough, like because there's obviously a need. But like, why, Jenny? How did that happen? Why did you start this project? How did jewelry come about? How did you figure out that it was going to be helping women with human trafficking? I mean, that's a lot of questions right there, but can you kind of like fill us in about like how this all came to be?
1: Sure. Yeah, well, I moved to Asia about 15 years ago, and I had been living and working there and I actually had a friend who was really interested in reaching out to trafficked and exploited women. That was about 11 years ago, and at that time, people weren't really talking about human trafficking a lot. It wasn't something, you know, it wasn't really something people were speaking a lot about. And so I didn't know that much about it, to be honest. And I really just went with her to help out a friend. She didn't speak the local language, and she needed somebody to go out and translate for her. So it was kind of funny. I ended up going out just kind of had to help her out and, and translate for her. And but we started visiting these brothels and kind of massage parlors and places like that. And, and I just started to hear these women's stories. And and it was funny. I was a terrible translator because I'd get so engrossed in their stories and just feel for them so much that I'd forget to translate. <laughs> <laughs> but I found that they were so young. A lot of them were 15, 16 years old. Mm. Actually, these days we're finding a lot of girls as young as 12 and 13 working um, But I just met these girls and found a lot of them had no education. They were coming in from villages into the cities and they'd ride on the trains 20 to 30 hours and they'd end up in the city not knowing anybody and find out that they were tricked into working in these brothels. Most of them have a second grade education. We have some women who have never been to school a day in their life. So you can imagine when they get trafficked into the cities and then are expected to work in these brothels, a lot of them have told us, you know, they couldn't even read and write. So it wasn't like they could leave and get a job as a waitress or because they can't even write, you know, what people's orders are down. And so they were super limited on what they could do. And because in their villages, girls really don't have a lot of value. Girls are really seen as much lower importance than boys. And so a lot of them, their families were sending them to the city so that they could make money to send their brothers to school. Wow. And uh, so it just broke my heart to see these girls who, you know, never had the opportunity to go to school. And then they were paying for their brothers to go to school by working in these brothels. And yeah, that just broke my heart. And so I really wanted to provide a new opportunity for these women. And I could see that they were mostly there for economic reasons. You know, their families were living in deep poverty. And they really needed work. And so, yes, yeah, Starfish Project really began at a place of trying to provide new opportunities for these women and opportunities for them to not only work, but also really gain skills and be educated and, and be able to develop careers.
0: Wow. Now, I know that the Starfish Project, like whenever you purchase any piece of jewelry, it all goes straight back. Is that correct?
1: Right. So we are a nonprofit company. And so basically, everything we sell just goes right back into our cause of trying to employ as many women coming out of exploitation as we can and creating a sustainable business where women can really feel proud to work at.
0: Yeah. No. So, And a lot of the things that you do to help them, I've seen on your website, you obviously provide vocational training and education. But I saw also that you also provide counseling too.
1: Right. We actually really see three areas. We help the women. First, we help them experience freedom. And so we have outreach teams that go out regularly and connect with the women, build relationships with them, and just invite them out of the brothels into experience freedom. And so we have women's shelters because a lot of the women, you know, when they're working in the brothels, they actually live there. They have nowhere to go. A lot of times their entire, everything they own is in a little shopping bag. And so they'll come to us with a little shopping bag full of their total possessions in the world. And then we can provide housing for them in our shelter. And then we really work on establishing independence. And a big part of that is our counseling. You know, some of the women come to us and they can be suicidal, severe depression. A lot of times they have deep wounds of abuse from their childhood long before they ever even entered a brothel. They feel a lot of you know, they were either sexually abused or physically abused. And so a lot of times those wounds they experience from their childhood are actually harder for them to heal than even the wounds they experience in the brothels because it's their own family members, or so their own friends and relatives who betrayed them. And so we really try to work with them on that. And then and then we also develop a growth plan for each woman, which can involve her emotional well being, but also her education and And yeah, and then that leads us to the last point where we really try to help them develop careers. And so at Starfish Project, we have our business where we really try to help the women create beautiful jewelry. But on top of that, we really want to use the business as a means to give the women opportunities at all levels of the business. So all the women come in originally, all of them come in originally working on the production line. But over time, we like to see what are they gifted at what are their skills, and be able to train them into specific roles within the company. So we have women who studied graphic design, photography, accounting, management, and then we try to give them jobs within the company where they can build a portfolio, they can build up their skills, and eventually be able to leave Starfish and use those skills at another company outside of
0: Starfish. Wow. I mean, Jenny, that's just amazing. (laughs) It is <laughs> just amazing that you're able to help women. I mean, is it overwhelming to see the need of how many women are in are being trafficked, especially sexually trafficked, and see how you can get them out?
1: Yeah, I think it can really feel overwhelming at times. I think that's even where our name comes from. you know that starfish project's name is really out of that place of not wanting to feel overwhelmed but you know, there's a story, I'm not sure if you've heard it before, but there's a story of a young boy and he's throwing starfish into the sea. There's all these starfish along the seashore and he's picking them up one by one and throwing them back in, into the sea. And an old man comes along and asks him, you know, why, why are you throwing these starfish into the sea? And, and the young boy says, well, if I don't throw them back into the ocean, they're going to die. And the man said, well, there's so many of them. How can you possibly make a difference? And the young boy picked up a starfish and threw it back into the sea. And then he said, well, I made a difference for that one. So a starfish project, that's really been our goal from the beginning. We try to focus on the one and the one woman that we can really help make a holistic transformation in her life, which then, you know, trickles down to, you know, she's a mom and she's a wife and and she's a daughter. And so that really starts to affect her community. But really, just focusing on that one person that we can help. You know, we can't end the whole issue of human trafficking around the world, but we can do our part and we can work with the girls that are put before us and that we can really try to help them, you know, experience freedom.
0: Amen. Amen. Praise God. So, uh, talking about some of these women, and I know obviously to protect their identities, there's probably some pieces you can't share, but can you give us, and because I know you do have some stories of hope, you have a, Piece a little on your website there where it says stories of hope that you think people can click on. What are some of your favorite stories of young women, girls that you have helped over the years?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Actually, if you go to our website, you can see a lot of different stories of hope. And we're even starting to release short videos of each girl's uh, story. So eventually we'll have a short video where you can learn about each girl and even connect with her. If you can find out who made your jewelry and then even send her a personal note and connect with her. But I think for me, you know, it's a real privilege. I get to work side by side with these women every day. And so I really get to see them transform over the years. And we have some women who come in and they won't even look you in the eye when they first arrive. And then to see them later leading, leading things and studying and getting certificates. I think it's really exciting. Yeah, one of my favorite stories is about one of our women named Xiaofa. Originally, we met her in the brothel several years ago. She was actually was abandoned by her father before she even had the chance to meet him. Mm-hmm. And then she had a stepfather who abused her really terribly. And so eventually she left her home and she was tricked by a friend into working in a brothel. And that's where we met her after she had been working there a couple years. And so some of our team we invited her into Starfish project. When she came to Starfish project, she joined the production line and then she started our holistic care programs. And so she started studying and, and going through counseling and we quickly found she was a very creative person. And so we offered her the opportunity to study graphic design and photography. And she was incredibly gifted at it and so much so that she ended up teaching Photoshop to most of the other women at Starfish Project. Hmm. So she had her class and became a teacher to all of the other women and really helped them on their journey to starting a new life. She ended up taking all the photos of our jewelry and did a lot of the editing for our catalogs and our online work. And since she's actually left Starfish Project and gone back to her hometown, but now she works as a graphic designer for another company, and then she set up her own online business, and so she set up a business where she pairs different fashion accessories and then sells them online. And so I think she really is sort of the essence of what we want to see at Starfish Projects. You know, seeing women go through that whole transformation and then being able to leave Starfish and live an independent life, but really a, a fulfilled life and doing something that they really love, and also just doing something that she never even expected she could do I think that's what's so exciting to me is to see see girls achieve dreams that they never even thought was possible
0: right absolutely a lot of times they just like you said because of maybe not having a supportive environment lack of education and time just to dream many women many young girls don't know what those great talents that they already have but just need to be fostered in. You had mentioned something about her story and I think you had mentioned it prior as well in general of many stories of young women who've been kind of, who have found themselves in that realm of human trafficking. But you said that, that she was tricked by a friend. How, like, how does that happen? Like what generally, I'm sure like, especially for a lot of young women here in the States, they're probably just wondering, like, how does that work? I mean, obviously we have so many opportunities here. That those types of things don't happen as often. They definitely still do. But how does that work? I mean, is it a promise of like work or a promise of a new job or how are people tricked into being kind of pushed into working at a brothel?
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's different in different contexts, but definitely in a context where we're working, you know, they're coming out of extreme poverty where in the villages there just really aren't a lot of job opportunities. And then, of course, if you've never been educated, you know, your job opportunities are incredibly limited. And so people offer them jobs in the city, you know, where they promise them they can make good money or just these, you know, dreams of achieving things in the city. And often it's people from their hometowns who will go back and get them excited about these stories and really tricking them when they end up far from home, not knowing anyone and end up in these places where they're expected to do stuff they never intended to do. But once they get there, they just really feel like they don't have a lot of options. You know, in our context, we're often asked if, you know, girls are held at gunpoint. Or, and that really isn't the situation we're seeing. A lot of it is really poverty and lack of options that keep the girls there. You know, if you're far from home and you can't find another job and you have no way back home, you're really stuck without a lot of options. And right. so...
0: Right. Absolutely. I can only imagine just that feeling of despair and there's nowhere to go. And you don't, if you don't know anybody and you don't even know how to get back home or you said any money to get back home, if you have zero education, if, and for some people, you know, who don't read and don't write, I can imagine feeling incredibly stuck and and just not feeling like they could even maybe make it back alive in these situations. You had mentioned you have teams that go in. How does that work? I mean, (laughs) I, like, how do, do brothels allow you just to kind of come on in and be like, hey, we just want to rescue all these women? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's not as, as plain as that. But how does that work for you when you're trying to go in and trying to help women who are in these situations?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Um, now, our teams, um, we have, especially one team in particular, is led by a woman who came out of the brothels herself. At one point, she owned a brothel. And actually, she used to recruit women to work for the brothel. Um, but now she's just totally transformed her life. And so now she goes and tries to help give these women freedom. So that's just an amazing transformation story to see her journey at Starfish. But I think it's helpful that she understands the background of these women and really understands you know where they're coming from, understands the neighborhoods. I think that helps us a lot. But in the beginning, we didn't really have that either. You know, we just started with a few friends, tried to figure it out. and so, So, um, you know, originally we found we'd really try to make good relationships with the bosses. If we could find a way to connect with them and make good relationships, that would go a long way. And so I would even teach English sometimes to some of the bosses or find ways to build a relationship with them. And sometimes we're successful at that and sometimes we're not. But in some shops where we're not as welcomed, we always try to have like a card with our number on it. Or we often bring a small gift that often helps open the door a little bit. And so we'll always put that card in there with our contact information and then girls can reach out to us. And sometimes when we've gone in the shop, we'll find they're very cold to us when we go into the shop. And then later they'll contact us and say, oh, my boss was in the shop. I'm sorry. I was a little bit rude, but I really want to talk with you. So yeah, so it kind of looks different in different situations. But yeah, we found it's really about building relationship. And that includes both building relationship with the girls and trying to build relationship with the bosses. So we have the opportunity to keep coming back. It has been interesting over the years. You know, most of the bosses aren't the most supportive, but we have had a couple who actually I think because a lot of them came out of the work themselves and so they have a little bit more compassion for some of the girls. And so one time I even had a boss call me and say, hey, Jenny, we've got this girl here and she's not going to survive this place. Like, I, I don't think she's going to survive here. Can you come get her? <laughs> and wow. and so, so yeah, it kind of blew me away. And, and I have to say that isn't the normal situation, but, but that has happened. So, so yeah, it's just, just been an interesting journey. But, but I just found if we faithfully go out and build relationships and connect with the women, then, you know then sometimes we're able to help in big ways.
0: Why would a woman in that situation be hesitant to go with you to get help?
1: Yeah. Well, I think, you know, if you can imagine they've been abused by their families for a long time, and then they're often tricked by their own family members or tricked by their own relatives, tricked by their friends, and end up in these places. So when you come along as a stranger, they don't know you, and then you're offering them help. They're very skeptical. And we even had one girl who's been at Starfish for quite a few years now. And a couple of years ago, she said to me, you know what, Jenny, when I first met you, I thought maybe you were just going to trick me. You know, you offered me a job and I thought maybe I was going to end up in another brothel, but I didn't know what else to do. So I just came with you. Yeah. <laughs> so I just thought, you know, it's kind of crazy. But I think even ones we've helped are still that skeptical of us, but they just are left with so few options.
0: Wow, wow, it's so I mean there's so much I guess you know just hearing you talk and hearing these stories it's so easy if we want to to just stick to our own city, our own you know job, our own work, our own school, college, whatever we're in, our own family, and just not look up and become aware of the struggles and the suffering of the people in the world, the people right here in our own country, the people in other countries, and the type of suffering and Struggles that they're going through. And it can definitely at times feel overwhelming, but it just is so good. I'm just so thankful that while, you know, that while some of us feel like we can't do anything, we actually can. And there are companies like your company, like the Starfish Project, that actually are helping and are literally helping on the ground level, reaching out and going out and to help these women, you know, regain freedom or gain it for the first time and help them. And also, you know, as we mentioned before, the beautiful service that you provide, you provide to these women. And then you also, in turn, allow them all this vocational training and the counseling. And then on top of that, you know, you're selling beautiful jewelry, gorgeous jewelry, necklaces, earrings, bracelets, all of it that really do make a difference. I mean, when you began this project, the Starfish project, did you think years ago that you'd be here at this point doing what you're doing? Or did you, I mean, mean, could you even conceive that? Or was that your hope? Or has it been a surprise?
1: Yeah, it's been a real surprise for me. I think in the beginning, you know, we started originally with the first five girls and they sat around this tiny apartment and, you know, we didn't have any major backing at the time. So we just had this little apartment and they would sit around the kitchen table and make earrings and then I would sell them to friends or give them to people who were going back to Europe or to America and ask them, can you take these with you and sell them for me? And so, I mean, it was really grassroots. But yeah, so I never would have expected we are where we are today. And I think the other thing that's amazed me is just to see what the girls themselves have been able to achieve. I think when we started, you know, we I didn't expect like right now we have a girl who's studying accounting and she's working on her degree. I didn't think that was possible when we started. And. One of my co-workers, when we first started, she said to me, you know, Jenny, maybe someday we can send these girls to America to study. And I thought she was crazy. (laughs) I just thought that will never happen. You know, these girls have no education. But last year, we had one girl who had gone through our program. She went to America to study for a year, and she's now starting her second year in school in the United States. So my co-worker proved me wrong. (laughs) But I think that has been the amazing thing to see as well, just how much more They've been able to achieve than I ever thought was possible.
0: Amen. Amen. I mean, Jenny, what? I mean, what inspires you? What do you do before you like you know at, you know go with one of your teams into the brothels? I mean, what is something that just kind of keeps you going and motivated?
1: Yeah. Well, I think it helps. You know, at Starfish, we really work as a team with the women, and like I said, we try to raise them up into different positions within the company. So I'm working day to day with these women, even when we design a new piece of jewelry. It's one of the women who I take it to and say, hey, can you photograph this for us? We want to send it to a customer. So we're working day to day with these women. And I think that makes a big difference to just be on the ground with them, considering them as friends and going to their house for dinner and having them to my house for dinner and and being able to watch their transformation and watch them grow and change. I think that is just so inspiring, you know? And of course, you have your ups and downs, but I think overall, just being able to go to work every day and see people change and see them grow, I think that's a real privilege. So on those hard days, I just remind myself or look around the office and see girls and see, wow, how far this woman has come. You know, we have girls who are suicidal, and now I depend on them to be able to send out our products on time, and they're really great employees who are doing really well and thriving in their families. And so to be able to see that transformation, I think, is really amazing.
0: Amen. Amen. Praise be to God. That's just amazing. I mean, I I love this company. I love your company. I love Starfish Project. I mean, even before I had a chance to talk to you today here, I have been a huge fan. And it's just, I am so happy (laughs) that there are people in this world doing good things and you know that's exactly what this podcast is about all of my listeners know but this is the point to showcase and to highlight people that are adding true beauty to the world who are who are reaching out to the suffering to the lonely to the neglected and helping them and picking them up and this podcast is inspired by mother teresa and you know she that's what her whole life's work was was she was able to to be Christ for others and to see Christ in others. And she reached out to those that culture forgot and did not want. She reached out to those who thought that there was no hope and she loved them. And, you know, in a similar way, Jenny, that I, that's in my opinion, kind of what I see Starfish Project doing is that you're reaching out to these women and you're loving them and you're seeing the good in them and their potential and you're helping cultivate that. Through training and counseling and vocational training and, and there's just so many beautiful things that you're doing. I love what Starfish is going through and, and what what you're doing. I mean, I'm going to add in the show notes all of the links that you can go and support Starfish Project. And you can the biggest thing is to go to their website, StarfishProject.com. And if you want to support them, if you want to help women directly out of these trafficking situations and into a place of freedom and independence, upholding their dignity as human as human persons. Just support Starfish Project and how do you support them? Why don't you pick out a gorgeous piece of jewelry and gift it to yourself or gift it to someone else? What a great gift this would be for actually anything. I mean, just anything, a just because gift, a birthday, a Christmas, whatever it might be. You can also connect with Starfish Project on Instagram. I love following them there. I'm usually always commenting about, Oh, I love this one. I like this new necklace, necklace of whatever you're doing. So you'll probably see me in the comments. But on Instagram, their Instagram handle is starfish underscore project. And so those are the two great ways that you can go out and support this great company of what they're doing to help people. Jenny, before we wrap up, I love to give my listeners a challenge at the end of every interview here. So is there a, something that you could give our listeners a challenge that they could take away personally from you, from the Starfish Project?
1: Yeah, I think just like I said before, we really try to focus on the one. And I think. A lot of these women and girls really feel forgotten and, you know, just forgotten by their families, forgotten by society. And so I just want to challenge you all to really try to remember some of these women today and even go read their stories, whether it's on our site or other organizations like us, just to even find one girl's story and and really um, read through it and don't let them be forgotten.
0: Amen. Golly, it brought tears to my eyes right at the end. Wow. That is so true. It's so true because it's such an easy way that we can bring value to someone is to make sure that they don't feel forgotten. And I'm, I mean, I would venture to say that many of us, especially here in the United States, there are moments when we have felt that, where we have felt forgotten. And so we can identify with that. But, you know, think about at a different level when, when you're not living in a place like the United States and the privilege that we have to live here. But when you're in a different place in a different country, when you have no resources, when you have a second grade education and you are literally trapped into a line of work that you never, never imagined possible, I can imagine that feeling of feeling alone and feeling forgotten can be quite strong. So how we can honor those women and what we can do right now is, is to take up that challenge that Jenny just said is to go and to read one of those stories, stories of hope right there on the starfishproject.com. Read one and remember these are, you know, these are your sisters. These are that we are a family, we are a human family, these are our sisters in Christ and we, they, we, they should not be forgotten. and then you and there's even a place where you can send them a note on starfishproject.com, which I love. so you can directly send some of these women a note, just letting them know that you read their story and that you're inspired by them and that you're thinking of them and praying for them and you're going to support projects like this. and that's a great way to do it as well. So Jenny, thank you so much. thanks for the challenge. Thanks for talking to us and thank you so much for your heart and your life of pouring it into the Starfish Project to make our world so much better.
1: Oh, thank you, Leah. It was such a privilege to be here.
0: Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening. I am so thankful for my listeners. Thank you for being a part of this fun this fun podcast, Do Something Beautiful. If you have a chance, please help us make this podcast more visible by going to iTunes and leaving those five stars and a review. We would love to hear from you there. Thank you so much for your support and listening to us. We truly appreciate it. And remember, whatever you do today, make sure you do something beautiful for the Lord.